Good morning and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Tuesday, February 6th. On today's show, Jonathan Firestone leaves East Dill for Newmark and finance flips the script with treasurers as CFOs of sustainability. Plus, Newbank sets its sights on becoming Latin America's biggest financial group. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a significant new hiring for Newmark's Global Debt and Structured Finance Division. Jonathan Firestone, a 23-year veteran of East Dill Secured, will co-run Newmark's debt platform alongside current co-president Jordan Rochlaub. Firestone has a track record of managing $175 billion of financing and loan sale deals, focusing primarily on studio, hotel, cold storage, life sciences, and office transactions. Michael, our correspondent for Simply Finance, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about Firestone's role and his impact on Newmark's debt platform? Certainly, David. Firestone's role at Newmark is expected to be pivotal. As co-president, he will be working closely with Jordan Rochlaub to manage the company's debt platform. Given his extensive experience and successful track record at East Dill Secured, he's expected to bring a wealth of knowledge and expertise to the table. His focus on diverse sectors like studio, hotel, cold storage, life sciences, and office transactions will likely be beneficial in expanding Newmark's reach across these areas. What does this move mean for Newmark, especially considering the current market conditions? Newmark's co-head of U.S. Capital Markets, Doug Harmon, has stated that the lines between debt and equity are becoming increasingly blurred as the market continues to face headwinds. Asset sales are often being driven by lenders with loan sales, rescue equity, and workout transactions becoming a larger portion of the market. Firestone's experience and expertise in these areas will be crucial in navigating these challenges and expanding Newmark's client service across equity, debt, and loan sales. Firestone was a key player in the capitalization of Burbank Media Studios in Southern California last year. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Firestone played a significant role in the capitalization of Burbank Media Studios, which was a major studio entertainment campus project sponsored by Worth Real Estate. His involvement in this project further underscores his expertise in the studio sector. In fact, his contributions to this project and others led to his selection as part of Commercial Observer's Power LA list in 2023. This hiring follows other major recruitments by Newmark in 2023, Can you tell us more about that? Indeed, Newmark has been on a hiring spree. Just last month, the company recruited Stephen Rotter and Howard Hirsch from JLL, where they both served as vice chairman. Earlier in January, Newmark also hired rising star Robert Furman, formerly of Marcus and Millichap, to help lead its Brooklyn investment sales efforts. These recruitments, along with Firestone's hiring, indicate Newmark's aggressive expansion strategy. Thanks for that report, Michael. Now, shifting gears to the intersection of finance and sustainability, corporate treasurers find themselves at the heart of rising ESG expectations in 2024. Their financial oversight and risk management skills make them suitable sustainability champions within today's enterprises. However, organizational silos and competing priorities often hinder the treasury function from leading the ESG charge at most companies. Here with us to discuss this further, 
is our correspondent, Abby. That's right, David. Corporate treasury teams are in a unique position to drive tangible ESG progress and reporting. They structure financing arrangements for green infrastructure projects, manage investments and cash that could be directed based on ESG criteria, and their risk management focus brings sustainability considerations into strategic decisions. Their understanding of data streams and compliance requirements also enables comprehensive, consistent ESG disclosures. So if corporate treasury teams are so well positioned to drive ESG progress, why aren't more of them doing so? There are several reasons for this. Many treasurers are already overwhelmed with their daily responsibilities and may not have the bandwidth to lead sustainable finance initiatives. Some may lack the specialized skill sets or sustainability fluency to confidently lead, while others may be wary of the compliance risk that ESG carries. But the most common challenges are resource constraints, data deficiencies, and organizational misalignments. Can you elaborate on these challenges? Certainly. Corporate treasurers often grapple with wide-ranging cash, risk, and liquidity management priorities on a daily basis. Thin teams may not have the capacity to track sustainability metrics or implement climate change mitigation efforts without additional staff. ESG data, which includes emissions, diversity, ethical sourcing, and other information, is often scattered across various enterprise silos, making it difficult for treasury teams to manage and report the company's sustainability footprint. Lastly, the success of corporate treasurers is still largely measured by traditional metrics, making it hard for them to focus on evolving ESG concerns without incentives tied to tangible sustainability results and behaviors. What steps can treasurers take to overcome these challenges and drive ESG progress within their organizations? Treasurers who are keen to drive progress have several options. They can secure dedicated team resources to spearhead ESG financial initiatives, train staff on ESG issues, implement financial systems that centralize real-time ESG data across the enterprise, set ESG key performance indicators, and develop formal partnerships with corporate sustainability teams to break down silos and align priorities. By strategically allocating resources, developing skills, consolidating data, sharing accountability, and aligning incentives, corporate treasurers can transition from being ESG blockers to ESG drivers within their organizations. As we've just heard from Abby, corporate treasurers have a crucial role to play in creating a sustainable future. In a similar vein, let's turn our attention to Nubank, a leading fintech company which is ambitiously aiming to become the largest financial group in Latin America. This goal comes as the company continues to expand its services and reach across the region. Here with more on this is our correspondent James. Can you tell us more about Nubank's plans? Certainly, David. While the specifics of Nubank's expansion strategy are not detailed in the article, it's clear that the company is aiming high. As a fintech company, Nubank has the advantage of leveraging technology to provide financial services in a region where traditional banking has often fallen short. This ambition to become the largest financial group in Latin America indicates that Nubank is confident in its ability to fill this gap and provide a wide range of financial services to a large customer base. What does this mean for the traditional banking sector in Latin America? The rise of fintech companies like Nubank poses a significant challenge to traditional banks. These companies can often provide services more efficiently and at a lower cost, 
thanks to their use of technology. This could force traditional banks to innovate and adapt if they want to remain competitive. However, it's also worth noting that the banking sector in Latin America has been historically underserved, so there's plenty of room for both traditional banks and fintech companies to grow. How has Nubank been performing so far, and what does this mean for its future prospects? Nubank has been quite successful so far, attracting a large user base with its digital banking services. Its ambition to become the largest financial group in Latin America suggests that it plans to continue this growth by expanding its range of services and reaching more customers. However, achieving this goal will likely require significant investment and could come with its own set of challenges, including regulatory hurdles and increased competition. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks for that, James. Speaking of things to watch, the Indian stock market continues to see stock-specific reactions amid the ongoing corporate earnings seasons for the December quarter of FY24. Investors are now keeping a close eye on key triggers, including the Reserve Bank of India's monetary policy this week. Our correspondent for Simply Finance, Celeste, is here to discuss this further. So Celeste, what's the current state of the Indian stock market? The Indian stock market indices Sensex and Nifty 50 traded over half a percent higher on Tuesday. This was led by gains in IT, pharma, energy, and auto stocks, despite mixed global market cues. The market is currently in the midst of corporate earnings seasons for the December quarter of FY24, which is causing some stock-specific reactions. And what are the key triggers that investors should be watching for? One of the main triggers that investors are watching for is the Reserve Bank of India's monetary policy. The decisions made by the RBI can have significant impacts on the stock market, so investors are keeping a close eye on any changes or announcements that may come from the RBI this week. Are there any specific stocks that analysts are recommending? Yes, two stocks that are currently being recommended by analysts are l Finance and Astra Microwave Products. These are considered top picks and could potentially offer good returns for investors. What factors make l Finance and Astra Microwave Products top picks for investors? While specific details on why these stocks are top picks were not provided in the article, analysts typically consider a variety of factors when making their recommendations. These can include the company's financial health, its growth prospects, the industry it operates in, and the overall economic environment. Investors should always do their own research and consider their risk profile before making investment decisions. Thanks for the valuable insight, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.